Well, you can imagine as a raging extrovert, losing your voice as a priest and an extrovert on a Sunday is pure Lent, let me just tell you. It's awful. And it's the second time this week that I have been speechless, okay? First was on Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, St. Joe Maumee. I have mass for all of our school, right? And so I like to go down and I like to ask the kids questions because you never know what they're going to say. And it's a hoot, okay? And so proof of that is what I'm about to tell you that made me speechless. So I was talking about prayer, fasting, almsgiving. And I said, how are you going to pray more? Little kindergartner in the front row, hand up. I'm like, this will be interesting, right? The kindergartner looks at me straight-faced and says, I'm going to eat more snacks. I said, excuse me? He said, I'm going to eat more snacks. That way I can say the bless us, O Lord prayer more often. That's genius. That is absolutely genius. How did, I, how did it take me 43 years to think of that loophole, right? And I just thought to myself, that kid is going to be an amazing sinner one day, you know? Because us sinners figure out loopholes, don't we? We figure out the easy way around things. We figure out kind of the loopholes so that we don't have to go through the tough challenges of life. It's what Adam and Eve did, my dear friends, all those years ago. Here it is, just set the scene. God literally gave them hundreds of trees to eat from. Hundreds of trees that produced good fruit. And he said, just this one, don't do that. Hundreds of trees, right? And they're like, ah, but I really want that tree. And the devil knew where to get them. And he got them. And it's affected us to this day. Again, the devil knows where to get us. And he knows those temptations that even if we leave just a crack of that door open, that's where the devil's going to attack. And so wherever you are weakest, that's where he's going to go. That's what he did for Adam and Eve. We're all going to face temptation. We know that, right? We do it every day. And the reality is, if Jesus himself was tempted, obviously we're going to be tempted too. I don't know about you, but Lent always increases the temptations. Um, as much as I love a filet fish sandwich from McDonald's, when I was going through that drive through on Friday, that quarter pounder looked at me with longing eyes and said, just eat me. And I so wanted to, even though I love the fish sandwich. But that quarter pounder looks so darn good. But we're in good company if we find ourselves tempted because Jesus was tempted. Maybe the question today is, why did Jesus even allow this temptation to happen? Jesus could just get rid of it. He could have even not gone through the temptation himself with the devil if he so chose. But he allowed himself to be tempted. Why? I think temptation has a purpose. I don't think, I know, because if it doesn't have a purpose, then this is really bad. One is this. Temptation, whatever it is, 
exposes our real selves. I can recall every single diet that I have ever tried in my entire life with the dream of being skinny one day. The only person that I know that has tried more diets than me is your pastor. And you can see they haven't worked. Every time we start out strong, don't we? We start out strong. I got this. I'm going to do it. Then we go over to a parishioner's house. And because father's there, they make the best darn dessert that they've ever made. And because we have huge hearts, we don't want to disappoint them. And so we eat the dessert. And then we take a to-go package. And then we eat it that night again. And the diet, done, right? The devil knows our weaknesses. And so whether that is, you know, what sensual pleasure that is, whether it's food, whether it's drink, whether it's sexual stuff, whatever it is, the devil knows, and he's going after it. And that helps us to know, well, who we really are. This is, this is the temptation that gets me. Ugh, I got to deal with it, right? That leads us to two. Temptation leads us to depend on, uh, depend on God. Our greatest temptations and falling into them help us to realize that we cannot do it alone. We can't do it alone. Now we try. I don't know how many of you have done this. I do it all the time. I got this, God. I got it. Just let me handle it, God. It'll be fine. Wrong, fail, bad, never works. We have to be humble enough to go to him to acknowledge that he is the only one that can get us through. And then three, temptation causes us to get stronger if we resist, but weaker if we give in, right? Again, think of that time in your life, hopefully there's at least one, where you've looked at that temptation in the face and said, not today, Satan. Nope, not happening. And you feel emboldened by that. And you're like, okay, we can do this together, God. But again, when we give in, it's just like it just kind of sucks the life out of us. And it frustrates us. And Satan smiles. When I give in to my Lenten promises, I become weaker. All else goes to pot. But when I'm able to say, nope, we're going to do this, God. And we're going to do it together. We get stronger. It's St. Paul, right? When, I, when I'm weak, that's when I become strong. As St. Augustine said, the devil is like a ravenous dog tied to a pole. I love this image. The only time he is dangerous is when we step into his circle. I have a love-hate relationship with Lent. I hate it in that it is hard and excruciating. There was a priest in our diocese, he's now dead, but he would always tell people, I pray that you have an excruciating Lent. Oh, thanks, Father, for that sweet sentiment. But it's true, it should hurt. But I love Lent in that it really does challenge and help me to grow closer to the Lord, to give more of my heart to him to take those pieces of my heart that have been pulled in other directions and to give it completely to him. 
We know that the devil will tempt us even more during Lent, especially if we are trying to give him our all. But one tried and true way of continuing on this path, continuing to resist him better, is by staying in the state of grace. And I can't say this enough. Being in the state of grace, going to confession when we give in to those temptations, is amazing in keeping us on the path. And so get to confession. Get there especially when you fall. Confession, I kind of like it to when we clean our car, which I don't do often, but when I do, I'm less likely to put that McDonald's wrapper on the floor because I want it to remain nice, right? I don't know why I'm on a McDonald's kick today, sorry. But anyway, I know where I'm stopping on the way home. (laughs) Confession is the same. Our heart gets clean, and we don't want to get it dirty again. We don't want to dirty that soul with sin after we have gone to confession and all that grace is being poured out in abundance to help us to resist. So stay in the state of grace. God wants to bless this Lent for all of us. So lean in, my friends. Be bold in your prayer, your fasting, your almsgiving. And be bold in asking the Lord to help you in the face of temptation, especially as you get into the confessional. We can do this.